This is the Only in Miami show, sponsored by Morningside Mortgage Corporation of Bay Harbor Islands. Tonight's show is hosted by Grant Stern. Find out more about our sponsor at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. Music, news, politics, and more. Check it out at onlyinmiamiradio.com. Well, if you're in the car and stuck in traffic, and I know you are, stay tuned. We've got a fantastic show planned for you tonight. Kick those shoes off and relax. We've got Tito Puente Jr. live in studio. We've got a lot of Mambo. We've got his brand new song, and we're going to be listening to a lot of Mambo tonight. Plus, we got more. We have the executive director of the Virginia Key. uh, It's the Grassroots Festival. It's coming up this February, and the 2018 edition features... The Big Mean Sound Machine, Locos Por Juana, Uma Galera, and The Blind Spots. We've got some music from all of them. We're going to take a listen later on in the program. And we actually have one of 880's very own uh, crossing the channel. He's usually on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock with Debt Warriors. Bruce Jacobs is going to join us at the end of the program to talk about a case that he won in court uh, against Trump's former secretary's company, this past week, and it's making national news. It's been on the front page of the Daily Business Review, and we're going to have Bruce on at the end of the hour to discuss that. But this is the part of the program where I get a few minutes to speak directly with you, the listening audience, about issues of importance that impact us citywide and sometimes beyond. And tonight I wanted to bring attention to a legal case that has been captivating Miamians for the last nine months, but really started... Quite a few years ago, it became a major investigation of the Miami Herald, which is how uh, it, be- it came to the forefront of Miami's agenda. And it is the, the tragedy of Darren Rainey, a prisoner at the-, the state's Dade Correction Facility. So he was a state prisoner in Dade County. And Darren Rainey uh, died at the hands of the corrections officers. It took three years before anybody really even realized it. The Miami Herald started an investigation three years after the incident. I mean, it's you got to think about it. Like, to, to investigate all this stuff, if three years passes, it's, it's not very good for an investigation. And it turned out that the whole thing was being slow-walked by the, the prosecutor's office, the, the Miami-Dade District Attorney's Office, Catherine Fernandez-Rundle. And last March, she tried to quietly uh, no-action the case on a Friday evening, thinking nobody would notice, and it blew up and turned into international news because it was such a ghastly, ghastly, ghastly way to go. Well, unfortunately, she decided not to prosecute them, and it became a major public issue, leading to the Miami-Dade Democratic Party resolving formally to demand Catherine Fernandez-Rundle's resignation from the district attorney job, which she has held for the last 25 years now. 
but she isn't up for election for another two and a half years at this point. Well, there's been an update. Darren Rainey's family settled their civil case with Miami-Dade County. They didn't release the details of the settlement, but it's important because at least they have gotten some form of justice after many years, after proving that Darren Rainey died under the wrong circumstances in the hands of the state. And furthermore, this is something that could not have happened until the criminal case was concluded because just the way that these issues work during the time when there's a criminal investigation, there's a lot of secrecy because they don't want to spoil a trial. You know, if the evidence is aired publicly, then it becomes virtually impossible to guarantee the accused a fair trial. And unfortunately, you know, they're not going to see a trial in state court. Um, I've heard that there's a federal review going on, but with the Trump Justice Department, there's not a lot of hope that they're going to come in and file civil rights charges where a state, the state prosecutor who had a much clearer case decided not to file any charges against Darren Rainey's captors. So it's not a perfect ending, not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and for his family, the ending really doesn't end. You know, they've lost their relative and there's nothing you can do to bring that person back. But we bring it up on this show because finding justice for one Darren Rainey can help bring justice for others who are in the same circumstance. That's what sunshine does. It disinfects. And it tells you where the problems are. And we know that we have a problem in the state's correctional system. The Department of Corrections in the state has gone through numerous scandals, and it's never been uh, viewed in a very good light for the last several years because rather than fix the problems, it seems to just look for ways to cover them up. And we can put the blame for that squarely on Florida's Governor Rick Scott, who now is asking citizens to unseat a very long-standing, uh, very long-standing Democratic senator named Bill Nelson, uh, so he can bring that kind of absent leadership to the Florida Senate. Remember, Rick Scott was in charge of all of these prisons. This was a state prison, and as bad as the decision to forego prosecution was, the real tragedy happened in the Florida State Penitentiary system. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show.
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, music, and more. Check out our stream at onlyinmiamiradio.com. And we are back live with Tito Puente Jr. and Entourage. Thanks Entourage. for coming hey. on, guys. <laughs> gracias, gracias a ustedes. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, Grant, for having me. And, of course, my friend from New York, Nora. Thank you for inviting me to the show. I You're appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. Nora Adler, welcome yep. back to Thank AD. you. It's Thank been you. too long, I hear. I know. It has been. Thank you so much for having me on. I love Nora. We met uh, many, many uh, months ago, and we ended up connecting, and she asked me to come on the show, and I said, man, great opportunity. I've been listening to you for a very long time. I happen oh, to be a you. South Florida resident. Oh, that's great. So <laughs> Tito Puente Jr. lives down here, and I brought a guest with me. I introduce boy. yourself. Introduce How yourself. How are you? I'm Melina Almodovar. Um, la I, muñeca de la salsa. <laughs> <laughs> and I sing with Tito. Um, and we've been doing shows uh, together for almost two to three years now. Two or three years now, yeah. yeah. So we got some fantastic concerts coming up. We just premiered our new song, new video. Uh, 2018, we already did two sold-out concerts. I'm so excited yeah. to... Just get the the year moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I saw you got a new uh, new hit single. It's Mi Socio. Mi Socio, yeah. yeah. Very exciting tune. Um, it's an old classic tune from my late father, Tito Puente. Those of you probably know or heard, or heard of him. Uh, he was a seven-time Grammy Award winner. Yes, uh, yes. Which they had the Grammys on last night uh, in New York, his city. And um, he did a, a fantastic job in this uh, working with this fantastic singer named La Lupe. And she was wonderful. She was from Cuba. And uh, my father um, redid, well, we redid a song by my late father and it called me Socio. So I wanted to get a great, great singer, a female singer, if you will, to get on the track. And I chose Melina Molivar to be on the song. It's a fantastic tune. You guys check out the brand new video. It's on YouTube. Uh, just type in me Socio. It's right there. Tito Puente Jr. featuring Melina Molivar. And you can pick it up on iTunes and Amazon. And it's a really swinging mambo tune. Exciting. So, so what inspired you to pick that track in particular oh that story always comes oh, up right story. that story yeah, is always one. coming up well that woman over there the wife <laughs> rosalie she came up with that hi baby okay she came up with Full the entourage. idea Full yeah entourage my father has a uh, a vault in new york of old classic tito puente songs oh, okay so he has is over 10 public vault or private it is vault? a private vault at the home and the estate of margie one margie puente mom okay <laughs> and uh i can only go in there probably like once a year to pick out certain songs I can't leave with them I have to make copies of them and she let uh, of course you know this particular song she's very protective very protective and uh, of course uh, Rosalie went in there and this one kind of fell on my lap and she said this is a very good tune let's look it up and we heard it on YouTube and we heard it on on the internet and it was just a fantastic number that La Lupe did in 1965 off an album called um Tito Puente swings, La Lupe sings, and it was a, just a great, great tune. I took the great arrangement. Title, by the way, I love me the socio, my friend, mm -hmm. and uh, we discovered. Well, we don't discover. We actually uh, fell upon a great voice, and she just came into our lives at the right time. And we said, man, we got to put a female. You know, in salsa in the Latin music world, it's male dominated. There's a lot yeah, of male. Yeah. Uh, uh, singers out there uh, I can go down the line Mark Anthony Hiberto Santa Rosa Victor Manuel. I can go on and on with the, with the Latin singers but I wanted to uh, present a female singer I think it was time and this was way before this whole you know uh, aura of, of what's happening right now in the world of, of female uh, not getting respect not getting
getting respected in the Grammys. Oh, not we're going to talk respected. about that afterwards. Yeah. Last night was uh, pretty crazy. It was yeah. pretty crazy. I and just I, read something about that. I yeah. felt like there was a, mm-hmm. a lot of females missing there, and there was some great, great females, you know, talking about it. But Melina, yeah, no, you no, can no, elaborate a little bit on how, <laughs> yeah. how our dynamic is and uh, talk. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, wow. Well, I'm like thrust in the limelight. (laughs) Okay, microphone's yours. Go, hit it. Go. Uh, Well, there's a lot of things you can say about that. Um, You know, I was kind of really shocked about what happened afterwards. Um, You know, it's it's such a machista like kind of thing to think that way. Um, But I think that to be in the music business, you have to be very aggressive. Oh, yeah. And extremely cutthroat. Yeah, it is a crazy business. Yeah, you have to. I mean... I'm not really skin. like that. Um, no, no, not you. Not me, I don't think. <laughs> no, but I can, I, you know, you have to be pushy. You have to be aggressive. You have to be um, assertive and you have to be. Well, assertive. You know, that's an important yeah. word, you know? Yeah, like, assertive. You have like to be just, like, yeah, I'm yeah. here and this is yeah. what this is what I have to offer. And like it, like men are kind of like that by nature. You know, I yeah. think men are kind of like, look, I'm here and this is what I got. And if you like it, good. If you don't mm-hmm. like it, either, yeah. you know. So I believe that, I mean, women are beginning to understand that concept. I think that as women, we are, you know, taught to be, oh, you know, I don't know if that's kind of like, oh, well, I have to please. And I don't know, not me- a lot of women are like that. But I've learned in this business that you can't be like that. You have to be like, look, this is what I got. You like it, great. If you don't like it, then I'm moving on. You know and what? That's a, yeah. I call it the squeaky wheel theory. What's squeaky that? wheel gets the grease, right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Exactly. I guess yeah. Like you have yeah. to ask for it. You have to be like, hey, you know, like when Tito said, do yeah. you want to do this? I'm yeah. like, of course I want to do it. And I, I um, got that. I got that strength, of course, from my from my wife, who's very proud. Brooklyn. Okay. Yes. That's she's, she's definitely from. like so You can't mess with Brooklyn, son. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't mess yeah. with Brooklyn that's at all. Right. That's, that's me. That's I was right. going to say, you know, the women from the past in the music business, especially the Latin music, the women that we grew up with looking mm-hmm. at. Women like Celia Cruz, yeah. who took it and said, you're going to like it or not like it. I don't right. care. I'm That's still right. going to do it. And La Lupe, yeah. whom, by the way, you did a great, I mean. Oh, thank you. Your version. <laughs> my my husband was like, is that La Lupe singing? And I'm oh like, my no, gosh, it's thank not. You. <laughs> and, he, you know, we were watching. He was going, wow, blew us away. Oh, you're wow, fantastic. thank you. Thank but you. <laughs> these women, these women were our idols. This is who we grew up with, looking yeah. at and listening to. And they didn't take no. They didn't take prisoners. They didn't take right. no for an answer. La Lupe in particular, she just, yeah. like, didn't care. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, a lot of the women that have come after her haven't had that strength. Well, I guess adversity. But it's not easy. Adversity. It's and it's no, not it's easy. Not. It's and not. you know what it is? And, and this this actually, do you guys ever listen to Paolo? Paolo, yeah. Leslie Cartaya. Oh, yes. Of course. Yes. There's another group. Steve Rothstein. What's yes. up, brother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We play them on the show all the time, but La Lengua Larga. That's oh, one of my favorite yeah. tracks Isn't that a great track? They, yes. have, they have a lot of great tracks. Very but that unique one in particular. Band and Grammy nominated. Grammy yes. nominated. That's right. But like, that's actually what that song's about. La Lengua Largas. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, the people that always talk behind the back, talk, yeah. talk, 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 talk. I think as, you know, for and me. And that's what people worry about. Well, for me, as, a, as in this industry, I mean, it took me a really long time. And Tito and Rosalie have really helped me to be assertive, to say, you know what, you're you're a badass. And it doesn't matter. You know, you have to just get up there and do it. Because yeah. at first I was like, Oh, yeah, you know, like it took, it took me a long time to be able to say I've always done it subconsciously because this is all I've ever wanted to do. But when somebody comes like Tito and Rosalie and, 
you know, the band and the people that around you are telling you, no, you're awesome, you know, go for it. Yeah. Yes. It, it really helps you. And that's, I, that's what I think we need in the music industry. It's like, you know, what happened last night wasn't exactly the right thing to say at that, this moment in time. I know that it seems like that, that it's like, you know, what near the, the president of the Grammy said. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I was just kind of like, what? I mean, yeah. really? Like, you're going to go that route? A little like, lost. Little yeah, lost, I mean, I, I just think. was kind of like, you totally lost me saying that women need mm -hmm. to be more aggressive. I mean, I think, I mean, I guess they do, but they're there. Why don't you give them a chance? Like, Lord well, was there and they were, you know. You know what? This is, this is what really, really jumped out to me about what happened last night, mm -hmm. okay? So there was uh, five uh, five songs of the year nominee. Yeah. Uh, and four of them were men. One was a woman. One mm -hmm. was a woman, yeah. And, and record of the year as well. Right. And right. and they didn't give the woman playing time. Yeah. yeah. They let little, Sting come out and yeah. play something 30 years old, but they right. didn't yeah. let her come out and play yeah. her track. Well, they should have. I have my reserved Why? thoughts about the Grammys, and my father did too when yeah. he was alive as well. They owed him a lot of Grammy awards. But uh, <laughs> well, my father worked with so many yeah, well, different he, female you know. artists, and that's where I got my ideas from with, with this record and everything. I wanted to, to, to it, the, the Latin music world right now needs more female singers. Leslie's yes. a perfect example. There you perfect go. Perfect example of what needs to be in the Latin music yes. world. And of course, Melina as well. And I look forward to working with her and bringing her. And we got a lot of great concerts coming up. I wanted her to be the forefront. She's not a piece of eye candy that you look at. This is a talented woman up mm -hmm. on stage with Tito Puente Jr. And we're presenting the music of my late father. And of course, Celia Cruz de la Lupe. And the two queens mm -hmm. of the Latin music world. Yes. And you can't deny it because the, the numbers, as they say, you know, can show it. Celia has always been an icon, a legend, and we're going to keep her name alive every time we perform and every time I tribute her. So, yeah. so what are the next upcoming shows for our listening audience who well, want to get out there and check you guys out well, in person? If you guys are in South Florida, we got two concerts coming up in the next two weeks. So, uh, it's great that you guys can share that share this with everybody. I got one concert coming up this weekend, Saturday, February third. We'll be at the Lyric Theater. It's up in Stewart. It's a little bit north of West Palm so Beach. Sweet. So I would mm -hmm. say uh, uh, more or less uh, takes about from South Florida, from Miami. I don't know, maybe about 45 minutes, maybe an hour or so. Okay. It's at the Lyric Theater. Go to lyrictheater.com or ticket information 772-286-7827. It's in Flagler, uh, 59 Southwest Flagler Avenue in Stewart, Florida. So we'll be there this Saturday, February 3rd. Pick up your tickets. You can go online or just follow me on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, yeah. at Tito Puente Jr. And you can yeah. follow La Muñeca as well. Yeah. You can follow Molina Almodovar <laughs> on Twitter. But follow me on Facebook and you can get more uh, information on the concert. We will be here in Miami on February 10th. Oh, at not, the, at the place that Paolo always performs at yeah. Ball, Ball and Chain. Ball and Chain. Oh, the good old Dude, Ball, Ball and Chain. Yes. So we'll, Melina will be with me at Ball and Chain. I got mm -hmm. a great group of guys that back us up. So it's a free show. You guys oh, come there in. There's go. never Even any better. cover February at Ball 10th. and Chain. Yep. What good night people. Is that? What night is it's that? Saturday. Saturday, okay, Saturday February go. 10th. So come on out. Mm -hmm. uh, you can valley park your car, come inside, enjoy. Um, we're very humble people, so we like to meet the crowd and, yeah, and get everybody inside. So I invite everybody to come out <laughs> here in South Florida. Ball and chain, February 10th. Come see Tito Puente Jr. and Melina Amor live. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. We've got mm -hmm. more time after the break, but let's take a listen to Mi Socio for okay. our, our break right now. And awesome. we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Mi Socio.
Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, music, and more. Check it out at onlyinmiamiradio.com. And we are back live with Tito Puente Jr. and Melina Almodovar and Nora Adler. And we're having a good time here. Thanks for coming on the show, Tito. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. Grant, I listen to your show all the time, and I'm glad that you inspire people, uh, give them arts, news, uh, culture here in South Florida. It's really, really necessary for for the people to know what's happening in the community. That's right. I'm glad you do that. You got to find out somewhere, and that's what we love to do here. Yeah, man. Great show. Great show. And again, I want to thank Nora for inviting me. Uh, She mentioned it. Hey, I would love This was like a last minute thing, so I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It's my pleasure. You know, we're always looking for great guests and great music. And let's talk about, you know, what you want to talk about. Like, how, how often are you in South Florida? I live in South Florida. I'm up in Broward County, and uh, I'm here with my wife. We've been down here for quite some time and love it. Got my little kids. And I mean, I know you travel a lot, too. We travel a lot. We do travel a lot. Um, just it's, it, it's great living in South Florida. I've been here many, many years, and I, I've always considered myself a Miami Miami, and I guess, but be a transplanted New Yorker, I guess. <laughs> That's but, uh, that, you know, there, there's a whole segment of transplanted New is, Yorkers down there here. There is, and I get most of them at my concerts, where I, whether I be in Century Villages or one of these, <laughs> yeah. uh, one oh of these uh, elderly places, uh, they really love the music of my late father, um, Tito Puente. And, uh, he's really, my dad loved being down here. He, he actually had a home down here as well when he was uh, alive back in the 70s and 80s, and it's just really something special. South Florida's always been very special to me, and I've recorded all most of my records here and and I know most of the musicians in town. Oh, that's cool. Which, which studios do you record at? I recorded out of Criteria, of course, in North Miami. And then, of course, at Emilio Stefan's studio over there. And, uh, and we recorded. Uh, and uh, there was one in this building. It used to be Polygram Records. Huh, okay. Polydor, wow. Polygram that's Records. This was back, back oh, in wow. 1990. That is going back. It was in this, back. Yeah, it was in this. Ra- it was in, uh, we were assigned to the You know, it's funny. Earlier, I was thinking, you know, they, they fixed this whole place up. We just moved the whole studio here about a year and a half ago. We were very right. excited. Right. And I was thinking, man, it yeah. looked like it was the early 1990s when we got here <laughs> was, and now it's like 2018 yeah, i think it was on this floor it's fourth floor 57th yeah i think it was in this building it's polygram that? records go figure so but yeah uh south florida's been very kind to me and i love the city and and uh but it's very easy to go to south america and travel we travel a lot um i'm always you know at the airport every week so uh, oh i bet melina had of course in her own I mean, right has her own career and so it's hard to get us together so this is a rare moment monday mm-hmm. night moment for us Oh, yeah. He's well, like, you want to go to this interview? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Let's yeah, go. wonderful. Let's yeah. get everybody yeah. together. <laughs> so, I mean, tell our audience a little bit about the rigors of being on the road. How, how many days a year do you spend like, on um, the road? Uh, last year, it was quite extensive. It did over 100 shows, I think. Yeah, you're always uh, yeah. traveling. I'm doing yeah. over 100 shows now. My father did over 250 shows a year, so he wasn't really around too much. But then as I got older, I traveled uh, you know, uh, to different countries with them. And sure. that was the experience of a lifetime. And being around a genius like that. And it was just something incredible. But this year is looking to um, probably be about 100-plus shows. This year I'm looking forward to uh, some great concerts coming up in uh, Canada. We're going out to... Those island... Oh, yeah, we're going out to an island out here. Oh, St. Martin will be in yeah, St. Martin. Oh, that in February. Sounds, yeah. That sounds That's like nice. fun. They have a lot of festivals during the winter over there. Sure. And I'm um, looking forward to going to Milan, Italy. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. Schedule yeah, for okay. that. Rosalie's happy about that one. <laughs> She's like, I'm buying <laughs> shoes, boy. And Milano. <laughs> so we're, gonna, we're performing my first time out in Italy, performing uh, in Milan. Of course, I played in Rome and, and Venice and uh, all the other countries. Um, 
in the whole uh, European area, but just really, really something special. So, but South Florida, I always come back to. We're always here. I'm doing actually a couple of concerts here, but just check my Facebook page. It's okay. always being that's, updated that's every the, week. Where you're really updating. Yeah, Facebook.com/slash/TitoPointeJr. I'm really into social media, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TitoPointeJr share a lot you're always doing a lot of things though also locally you're doing a lot of things for charities and so forth because you've been involved with uh, funclusion also Funclusion's a okay, really special listen. one, yeah. Funclusion, it's with Yessi Leva, and, mm-hmm. and really what it is is an organization where um, a lot of children that have disabilities get together, and she does it once a year. She does a great, great show. Uh, they do a fashion show. They have, I mean, the kids are just every, every aspect that you could think of just to show that they are capable of doing what they set their minds to. Talk about yeah. gumption and chutzpah. You're, you know, she herself, she has um, gumption and chutzpah together. Chutzpah. You gotta like you that. Can't, you she, can't stop that. It's from Brooklyn. We That's say a that. Brooklyn Jew talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> she has, um, she has uh, multiple sclerosis. Actually, she has uh, spinal bifida, is what she has. Spinal bifida. And she's a powerhouse. But she dances mambo. Yes. Mm-hmm. She dances salsa. It's amazing. She's That's fantastic. Watching that is amazing. Dance floor, she's that. fantastic. She is you've fantastic. you've done that for them. Funclusion, I've done it, I think, twice or three times, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I love supporting uh, Yeva, and, um, and the whole entire uh, uh, event is really something special for me, too. That's coming up. She usually does it in November, October, mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this year I will make sure I put out the time to do that. I do a lot of things with MS and, of course, AIDS Foundation. Everything down here in South Florida is really something special to me, you know, when, when it comes to being aware of certain diseases and functions and things of that nature. So Very much yeah. involved in the community. Yeah. You're doing something else, though, in March, which mm-hmm. I found the Marathon Seafood Festival. Yeah. You're such a good stalker. Talk about God. that. You're a great That's stalker. Cool. Love that. Great yeah, stalker. Right? I, know. Wow. I, know I that. love that. I know. Stuff. I love pretty stalkers, too. <laughs> My stalkers are usually 80, 80 years old and plus. Old <laughs> 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 Jewish ladies uh, from Brooklyn. Abuelita yeah. stalkers. Like me, like me. Yeah, those are my stalkers. Abuelitas as well. Yes, oh. yeah, yeah. Italians and Jews from New York are my favorites. <laughs> and they're usually the biggest We fans. love you. Yes, <laughs> darling. I love them too. I'm doing the Marathon uh, Seafood Festival. It's going to be the day before Cayocho, which I'll be doing that as well. Oh. You know, I was going to ask you about Cayocho we will be. We couldn't Wild. do it last year. You, it oh my gosh. It rained right when we were going on stage. Oh, it rained on no. us. And so we were like, stage, so yeah. we will be on the Miami Herald stage this year, March 11th. I Hopefully Paracho. we'll get to perform this year. Yes. And March 10th, Melina will probably be with me as well. On Saturday, March 10th, we'll be at the Marathon Food Festival. Seafood Festival, 10, like, oh my gosh. 10 years it's been around. It's just an amazing festival. And especially this year. Yeah, that's down in the Lower can, Keys. It's right? in the Lower yeah. Keys. And oh, they got hit really awesome. hard yeah, by Marathon. Hurricane. Marathon. Uh, by you Hurricane can run Irma. there. So. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't run there. No, no. It's a little bit more than one I would encourage everybody to come on Oh, my gosh. Fun for kids. It's fun for family. Bring bring grandma, bring grandpa, bring all the kids. I love the kids. All ages. March mm-hmm. 10th, Marathon Seafood Festival. It's so cool that they're bringing Latin music to a That's seafood awesome. festival. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the keys, yeah. Melina? Oh, I love Isla Morada. Yeah, me too. I love Isla oh, Morada, yeah. yes. And there's a great restaurant there that we always go, me and my husband, we go Which to. Which one? Is it Lazy Days? No, we go to Isla Morada Fish Company. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Very cool. That's awesome. Over That's there. our cool. favorite. That's, I think it's the original one, right? They have more yes, in, that like, is the original. they have one in, uh, uh, what's that, Outdoor World? or? Yes, Zane's. They have Zane's yeah, there. Yeah, Zane's I, that, there. That's actually one of my favorite spots yeah. because it has the, the twin sister like vessel of the, yeah. the yes of Pilar. 
That's right. Uh, right. Ernest Hemingway's boat. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah, a yeah, replica. Yeah. Papa's yes, Pilar, yes, like the yes. rum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yes, let's just throw that in. Yes. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like, uh, I, I can't wait to get down to the keys. Now you got me all hungry. I know. <laughs> yeah. I want, no, I seriously, love you're making me think of Ziggy yeah. and Mad Dogs. Yeah. Oh. March, <laughs> March is really like the, the time to come down here to South Florida or oh, even yeah. before that because I know it's cold. Like, everywhere in the United States right now is really cold. I know. I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks. My mother's like, you're going to come over and shovel the driveway. I'm like, forget that. It's <laughs> coming uh, in for the day and get out yeah, of there. I'm flying north and my silk laundry on just arrived. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Isn't it weird how when yeah. you leave South Florida and it's cold somewhere, it's yeah. like you're, you just feel like it's so cold and people from up there are like, oh, it's not Absolutely. that cold. You guys are in the most warmest and awesomest place in the planet right here, uh, South Florida. You can't We've got it. the best weather. Yeah. Even yes. when it's 30 degrees, we've yes. still yes. got the best yeah. weather. Well, yeah, if it's 30 degrees here, just imagine what it's like. You exactly. Know, exactly. Yeah. A couple of weeks back was yeah. pretty cold. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah, like 45. We wake up in the morning, it's like 42 or freezing. Yeah, well, I just joke uh-huh. around. You know, it, get, it hits 65 and everybody breaks out the jean jackets. <laughs> and all the leather boots. Yeah. And the leather boots. So yeah. It's mm. great. Sometimes it gets really warm, but uh, we perform at the Ball and Chain, which is an outdoor venue. That is an outdoor. So it is so, outdoor. Yeah. So it gets really hot back there, but we bring the heat and it, it's cool. They bring in fans now. In the yeah, yeah. Summer, the, so it's, it's you know, it's a courtyard back there. Yeah. And it's a pineapple. So funny. Yes, you got the pineapple. I mean, but isn't <laughs> that great for stage. the acoustics? I mean, very great for the acoustics. The pineapple stage is awesome and people just love coming there. Molina always knocks out the park. Thank you. Yeah. The last time we played, we well, I was with Tito. Not, New not Year's last Eve, year. baby. New Year's Eve. Yeah, but last year I wasn't oh. there. The Last year before there. I started oh, playing with Tito. Right. Okay, okay. And then it was so hot. Remember, like yeah. two years ago, it was yeah. burning up. And yeah, then this past like year, yeah. this past year was so perfect. Yeah, it was. It's so weird. Time. You get like you know different. Yeah. Could be, but it, we had a great time. It was an awesome time last this this past New we Year's. We love the weather here. So, so yeah. I'm I the stalker. That, right? I the stalker. Uh-huh. Want to ask Tito a question? Oh, go ahead. This is something go that ahead. I found in the archives, and I would like to know more about it. Uh, I okay. understand mm-hmm. that when you were living in New York, yes, you were in a heavy metal band. <laughs> What's up Uh-oh. with that, dude? Uh-oh. I want to hear about All that. All right, I love heavy the story. metal. Love it. Okay, I'm still a heavy metal fan. Me too. As a matter okay. of fact, I just found out Journey and Def Leppard are going back out on tour. Ooh. So I'm very excited about that. Um, again, uh, I was in a heavy metal band named Monoxide. We were around okay. from 1988 cool. all the way through ni- 1990. It was a three-year stint. Then I played in a band called Decomposed. And then another one called... <laughs> um, uh, God, what was it? Dregs of Society, which was the first one. So I started in high school. My father didn't approve. Dregs of Society. Dregs of Society. I'm a dreg of Society. So shouts out to Jason Velez and Hector Pacheco and Brian Kubler, my former bandmates, and George Arnold. And uh, I was not heavy metal. I played the trap kit. So my father was king of Latin music with timbales, and I played trap kit. So he would come into the garage, and the story is he would come in, and I'd be playing death metal. And he'd be like, hey, wait a minute. You're off beat. Oh, wow. Wow. That's the worst. Drummers always yeah. do that, though. And then I, always do. that's when the more cowbell thing yeah. came in and all that. And So uh, I traveled with my father, and that's why I started gravitating towards the clave rhythm, which is the, the our signature timing of, mm-hmm. of Latin music. Sure, Salsa, clave. mambo, uh, 
clobber, two, three clobber, three, two clobber. So I started gravitating towards that beat and that rhythm. And then I traveled with my father and set up his drums. I was his roadie for many, many years. And, and I'm glad that my mom pushed me to do that. She's like, why don't you go on the road with your father and get out of my hair for a little while? <laughs> so I would take care of my father for many, many years. And it was great traveling with the great Tito Puente. But I still love heavy metal music. I will still play. If they ever get a reunion, guys, I'm there. I need just to get my chops up a little bit. But a very exciting time uh, playing heavy metal music. And I'm still a fan. Um, I'm seeing so a lot of bands. So when are you going to take some of these songs and play them heavy metal style? Uh, good wow, question. Wow, wouldn't and that be cool? That's what everybody's trying. I'm trying to come up with a way to mix mambo and metal music. And uh, I'll figure Metal it Mambo. out. Yeah, I got to talk to a couple of drummers, maybe Dave Lombardo from Slayer, uh, Lars Ulrich from, from, from uh, Metallica, and get some good guitar players. Maybe Jason Hatfield. I don't know. I got to figure this out, but Slash. there's got to be a way yeah. to do it. Yeah, maybe there's, there's got to be somebody. Yeah. yeah, there's got to be somebody that can that somebody bridge from docking, the gap. It has to be me. I have to be the drummer in all this and the <laughs> right. forefather of it. But, um, you know. Well, you know it reminds me of being in music school. Like, there was this one music theory teacher that mm -hmm. we had. And he could take any song and play it in any style. Right. That, that's the best. That's like broad <laughs> spectrum of genres just of music. Blew me away. Put it this way: my father <laughs> did a tune in 1963 called Oye Como Va. Mm -hmm. I've heard Carlos Santana. A lot of people heard of that tune. Ah. Carlos Santana redid it in a rock way. Yeah. That's right. So that was a cha cha cha. People originally. have heard of him. Yeah. So oh, yeah. at, in 1971, it became such a worldwide hit. So I think I can mix mambo and, and metal music. There's got to be a way to do it. So look out for that. That should be coming real soon. Got to find the right song, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we did a show with uh, yeah. Rico Monaco. That yeah. yeah, we added all those elements of Santana, and of course, uh, with uh, wow, we added ACDC. Yeah. We and added some like, really cool tunes with just cha cha cha. Really, really cool. You can find that on YouTube too, as well. But thanks for that question. I love answering that question because I still have a, a metal heart. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool, so, man. I didn't know about that. It's yeah, a rocker. Yeah, Steve I'm knows about that. I told Paulo okay. about that. Yeah, okay, I'll ask that. him about it. I'll yeah, ask him. yeah, he knows. So, the rock one more time, let our audience know when you're going to be live in Miami. Miami, it's up soon. February 10th, guys. In about two weeks, uh, two Saturdays. Not this Saturday. The following Saturday will be February 10th. Saturday, uh, the first set's at 10 o'clock. Second set's about 11:30. It's a great, great place called Ball and Chain. It's on Calle Ocho, which is Eighth Street. And 15th Avenue, 15th Avenue and 8th Street in uh, Little Havana, Miami. Uh, they got Valley Parking. No cover. Come on in. Have drinks. Have dance. It's really something special. They got some great dancers there, too, and great yeah. drink specials as well. Melina will be with me, joining me. She just mentioned that yesterday. <laughs> I just booked her yesterday. Right. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. hey, this is your big so opportunity. Yes. If you want to hear what you just yeah. heard yeah. in the last break, live, right. in person with Tito Puente Jr. Yeah. And Melina, Melina, Melina <laughs> February 10th, yes. go out there. Ball February and Chain will be chain. here in South Florida. And we're doing some other great concerts here in South Florida, yep. jazz festivals, and of course, in Marathon in March. So look forward to doing If you want to find all the information, go to facebook.com forward slash Tito Puente Jr. All the dates are there. And follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, and uh, yes. tell them your uh, handle. If you would like to oh, follow yes, me, please, please on uh, Instagram, Melina La Muñeca, because la muñeca. that's my yeah, and it's Melina Almodovar, La Muñeca de la Salsa. But yes. Melina Almodovar La Muñeca, you can just find it like that. Yes. She's on, a doll. on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> you find me, you'll find her. For yeah, because sure. we're always doing it. She's weird, all over my page. We're social media freaks. Like yeah, we're butterflies. always there on. Yes, we love it. She's we a butterfly. It. I'm a moth. <laughs> it's all yeah. and I'm we're a actually Gemini. Yeah. We're good. I love you. His birthday is June second. Mine is June third. Yes. So we're like wow. four. We're like people. four people. Rosalie says we're oh, like. Yeah, my go. wife goes crazy. Oh, I can't do this anymore with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because both of us are like. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, wish I, could, I wish I could show that level of shade on the radio. <laughs> it just doesn't translate, but it's it's there. It's there. Thank you for having us. I appreciate Tito, it. Tito, Melina, Nora. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for coming out. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Miami Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, culture, and more. Check it out at onlyinmiamiradio.com. And we are back live with the executive director of the Virginia Key Grassroots Music Festival, Selena Hodum. Selena, thank you so much for calling into the program tonight. Oh, thank you for having us. We're excited. Oh, so am I. So am I. It's a great festival. Uh, What is this? The fourth year of the festival on virginia key it's actually year seven for year us seven. Oh my gosh so you seven, know, I mean, it's been seventh dope. year in miami yeah you know what it's the fourth year i've had you guys on the show that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> no that's great that's great no I'm, we're happy to be back we love miami and the people the music everything's wonderful here so uh, tell our audience so a little bit about the festival and the fact that there actually are other you know sister festivals uh, throughout the country Yes, indeed. Um, we do um, the Virginia Key one once a year. We have four festivals throughout the East Coast. We're twice a year in North Carolina in May and in October and um, in New York in July, which is our biggest festival right now. Um, but we're kind of um, obviously bringing the vibe down to Miami, um, oh, yeah. you know, for the you know <laughs> seventh year in a row. So that's exciting. Our New York festival is 27 years old as a world music festival and uh, ranked one of the top 10 music festivals in the world by like CNN Travel, which is kind of you know, an extreme honor that you know, is, in that regard. That is really cool. But I'll tell you what, I've been to the one on Virginia Key, and there's just nothing quite like it. You know, the cool breezes of the winter air 
and the the stage and you got the tent and you got the festival there and dancing and you guys go like kind of late into the night and it's just it's awesome yeah it's extremely special um the miami musicians have been incredible to us you know and there's this really great cultural exchange that's been happening between all of our festivals because we bring a lot of the miami musicians up north as well um and just like feeling like miami's home you know after seven years of being here you know and just really like loving the local people and like trying to you know bring them together and you know allow there to be music and dancing and really great cultural foods and you know wonderful things so it's it's an incredible experience all the way around and we hope people will come out and join us um you know and kind of check out what we do it's definitely something different from the traditional you know music festival or jam band festival that goes on nowadays yeah it is absolutely it's not like you know it's not a radio music festival you know like it's not no, like coming no, off, not you know, it's not an iHeart festival. It's not pop. Right. It's something different. It's something that you actually like have to come to this radio station here. But uh, in fact, let's do this. Why don't we play a track from one of the artists? Uh, Booth, what do you got there? Who's lined up? What's this called? is the only in Miami show. Selena, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes. So tell our audience no a, a little bit about where they can find some information online about the Virginia Key Grassroots Music Festival, which is coming up in February. What dates? Um, it's We have camping available at the park from the 20th to the 27th. You got and it. The actual event dates are the 21st to the 25th of February. Okay. So we'll have we'll have events, um, movement workshops at the park all day. Um, we'll have dinner and dancing at the park Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday evening. Um, we also have some venues around Miami where we're throwing pre parties uh, Wednesday, um, Thursday, Friday, as well. And then all day Saturday and Sunday they'll be programming at the park. So there'll be movement workshops and music all day into the wee hours of the morning. Um, so yeah, it's you know it's just a week long celebration basically of you know the human spirit and um, music and the culture and the beauty that is here in Miami. You know, as I was listening to the Big Mean Sound Machine, that was the track we played just now, or the the artist mm-hmm. uh, that we played. You know, it made it, it occurred to me that like people who like fish and and jam band music, uh, this is like a niche that you're just not you're not hearing this on the radio. You know and. Uh, not going to go to a fish show every night and i know there's a lot of fans in south florida um Mm -hmm. but what what other kinds of music do you guys have there like what other artists are you going to have this year um we have a four-time grammy award winner tony perez is bringing out his quintet which is um he's a cuban jazz player which i think is going to be a remarkable thing there's quite a few um we've added some of the local um cuban jazz pepe montes um jose albizu who's a well-known bass player in the area um, are all bringing their projects out. So they're they're Cuban jazz, but some of them are a little bit more experimental, which is kind of exciting. And then there's some really straight-ahead Cuban jazz, which will be nice to, you know, kind of infuse. Um, Locos Poruana is going to be performing on Saturday evening. They're headlining um, 
along with Big Mean Sound Machine, um, Uma Galera, who's a local reggae act that we happen to love and adore, um, Elastic Bonds. So we have a lot of like the local performers as well. Um, you know, the Big Mean Sound Machine is kind of like the Afrobeat, um, an Afrobeat group. You know, it's a 10-piece um, basically ensemble, which um, is kind of headlining the festival this year. And they're one of our New York bands that tours the country. So we really enjoy having them and they're they're wonderful hosts and they'll be teaching a bunch of music workshops as well as like um, doing Roots in the Schools, which is a program we do where we bring um, some of these performers into the local schools to, um, you know, basically show them what they do in different types of music and try to expose them to some, you know, some different things that they may not see every day. So, Selena, tell our audience one more time where they can find out everything about the Virginia Gra- Key Grassroots Music Festival online, your Twitter handle, your your website. Okay, it's uh, Virginia Key Grassroots.org. We're at um, Grassroots Miami. As far as our handle, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Grassroots Miami. All righty. Well, I'll tell you what, Selena, I really appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to take a listen to Locos Por Juana since they're headlining Saturday night of the festival, which is happening February 21st through the 25th, camping available February 20th through the 27th. Thank you for coming on the program tonight. Thank you so much for having me. We look forward to seeing you all there. You got it. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, culture, and more. Check it out at onlyinmiamiradio.com. And we are back live with Bruce Jacobs. He's the host of Debt Warriors on 880 The Biz every Wednesday at 5 p.m. And a foreclosure attorney here in Miami-Dade County. Bruce, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Foreclosure defense attorney. My say. pleasure. Thank you for having me. It is long past time we had you on the program, and I couldn't think of any better reason to bring you on than you want a landmark case involving Trump's uh, the, the, the bank that Trump's Treasury Secretary built up into a, I don't know, the, he became the foreclosure Heartless king. widow foreclosure machine? There you go. I, you see, that's why you're the lawyer and I'm the radio host here. <laughs> so tell our audience a Thank little bit you. about this landmark case, because it was on the front page of the Daily Business Review, and we're not even going to talk about the other front page story that's coming out tomorrow. People are just going to have to read that. I appreciate that. So, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of the times the work that we do is just helping out decent people. You know, a lot of the foreclosure crisis, you know, there were bad people on both sides, but now I think there's mostly just bad people on one side. And this is a case where I had an elderly woman, she's in her 70s, 
and her husband had passed away, and they had gotten what was called what's one of those reverse mortgages. And those are, if anyone doesn't know what they are, um, they allow you to take out money for uh, from the equity of your house, um, so when you can live when on it. Over the age of sixty-two. Only when you're exactly. yes, you have to be over the age of sixty-two. You have to have quite a lot of equity to get one of these things, but but it, you know it's it, it's called a home equity conversion mortgage. You're allowed to convert your home equity as an elderly person into cash, but and like you I said, really, there's there's some difficulties that happen uh, in these loans, right? I think I think that what it's really doing is it's taking your inheritance that you might have for your family and allowing the bank to let you cash that out now. And then they take your house, which continues to go in value as long as you, you know, are living there. They are charging interest at a pretty good rate. And then when you pass, they come to take the house. And well, I mean, let's talk about this case because this case was an outrageous case. This was not like just a, well, you know, they owed some money, so the bank came to collect. This was like something on a higher level. Explain it to our audience. So here's how it goes down: um, the husband signs goes out and gets this reverse mortgage. The wife really doesn't know much about it other than the husband says one day, I want you to come into the kitchen and sign off on these papers. Don't worry. You're going to get a life estate. You're protected. I'm just taking some money out of the house. Right. And uh, he dies a few years later. And when he dies, the a month later, One West Bank comes knocking on the door, sends her a letter saying, your husband's passed away. Now you have to leave the house. And, and One West and, Bank is the bank that Stephen Mnuchin, Trump's Treasury Secretary, created during the downturn to take advantage of the, the, the housing crash. Right. Indy Mac Bank failed, and Mnuchin put together a fund to take over all of Indy Mac's loans, most of which, or a large percent of which, were reverse mortgages that you can only take out if you're an elderly person. And they became notorious for going after the elderly people. So in this and case, they, 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 they come to the elderly widow a month after her husband's passed away. They say, you have to get out. Right. So she you know, tells them she doesn't want to leave, and obviously it starts. They file, file a lawsuit in 2014. And in 2015, we get the first law from the appellate courts in Miami that say, well, if you have a more, even if she didn't sign the note because she's not a borrower, which, which they're arguing says she's not a borrower. If you look at the mortgage and it says next to her name that she's a borrower too, and the mortgage says that you can't foreclose until all the borrowers die, then you have to, uh, you can't foreclose on her because the mortgage is clear and unambiguous. That is an, ama- is that's an just, amazing precedent. I had actually never heard about that one. Mm-hmm. I, I was shocked and amazed when it came down to because it was such a beautiful thing for a lot of elderly people who were you know, had been caught up where one of the spouses signed and the other one didn't, and now you have these old people who are getting th- who are going to get well, thrown out in the street. You know the the thing, and I and I, you know for our listening audience, uh, you know I'm a professional mortgage broker, so I'm involved on the other side. Is that they offer lifetime tenure? That's what they sell these loans as, and they say, look, you know, if something happens to one, you still have the lifetime tenure. We'll work it out. But in this case, they didn't. So what ends up happening is the the court the appellate court comes down and says the law is if it says borrower next to her name on the mortgage and the mortgage says she can't be thrown out until all the borrowers are gone then she has to stay. And I called the bank and I said, "Okay, you guys were already dismissed." They're like, "No." "Oh, really?" "Okay." So I filed what's called the motion for summary judgment, right. which says if you look at the law and you look at the facts, then we win. Which to me was a, kind of a no-brainer and 
but the bank was trying to you know trying to push back. So, so how did they cheat? Get to the, how did they cheat? What did they do to cheat the system to the point where they got so we, found to be, you know, just breaking the law? So we get to the summary judgment hearing, and we have all the law, we have everything presented, and their argument is, Judge, we're not saying that she's not a borrower. All we're saying is we don't know that she lives in the house. So let us confirm that she lives in the house. Don't, dis- don't grant summary judgment. Let us confirm she lives in the house, and then we'll dismiss it on our own. And judge says, sure, happy to do that, fine. So the motion to summary judgment gets denied, and I call them up, and they're like, are you dismissing? And they're like, no. I was like, really? You just, but, and we end up filing the next thing that I did in response was I filed something called a 57105 motion for sanctions. And that's a very particular thing that you do and, under the and law. And we've got like one minute left, so we got to get rapidly to the end. So to the end of it is, the motion for sanctions says you're bringing a frivolous claim. If you don't, if you don't withdraw it, you're going to get hit with, with, with sanctions at the end of the case. They ended up not withdrawing it. We go all the way through the trial. A second case had come down saying we already addressed this issue in the appellate courts, and we ruled if she's a borrower, she gets to stay. And we go all the way through the trial, and the judge is like, "Why are you here? The law is that you that you, you already that she's a borrower." And when he heard that he put this poor woman through two years of turmoil, that she literally was even uh, though the law had, was completely you know, on her side, they just did it to harass her. Completely on her side, they did it to make to to try to take her house. They don't care. And he, I think, what what uh, hopefully Judge Charte is going to do is to take this company that makes sixty five billion dollars in assets. And make sure that they recognize that you can't do that kind of stuff to people here in Miami, not with the Miami courts. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. It's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure, too. Good luck, Grant. Thank you. And you can hear Bruce every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on Debt Warriors on this station. And we'll be back next Monday night. This is the Only in Miami show.